0: And we're back with Brews Reviews. Me and Cole in the same town, a very rare occasion. And this was a rare show. <laughs> Peacemaker on HBO. Um, wow, I am shocked how good this show was. I went into it with no thoughts. We, we both saw the Suicide Squad. Both thought he was a great character, but could he hold the show as the main character? I think everyone had questions about that, but they absolutely knocked this out of the park i don't know how they could even have done it better than what they did surpassed all my expectations just to get that out of the way
1: and it actually makes me want to go back and watch suicide squad again because i love peacemaker in suicide squad like he sold like whenever he was on the screen he stole the show and then like you got a very different side of peacemaker obviously when the whole show is about him and he could carry it well but i'm like huh i want to go back and like Rewatch it now, knowing what I know about Peacemaker.
0: Well, and this and this isn't a prequel to the Suicide Squad. This happens right after the su- the events of the Suicide Squad, so they're not going back. But they do they do a really good job um, for a character like this that kind of seems silly. And it, it again, it's kind of like. And who do you think directed it, obviously? James Gunn. I mean, this guy can take Guardians of the Galaxy, which I thought was going to be Marvel's first flop because I thought, this is insane. I don't know how this guy takes this obscure idea. It doesn't matter what it is. And he puts a show together. And it's just – I mean, I this guy has – I will never – it's not that I doubted the show. I just like, how good is it going to be? Well, he saved the Suicide Squad and then he took Peacemaker very soon after and just went with this character. And every – I there's not I can't think of a bad character in the show. I can't think of something – like it's gonna be really hard i'm gonna try to think of some stuff i didn't like but it's um the season finale just happened but this was something i didn't you actually told me to watch i think it was a couple episodes behind you are like gotta watch it and um i watched it and this was definitely a surprise of this last year as far as shows I'm like i can't believe how good this is yeah to, well, one, to the point where i have no problem if i started tomorrow like well, I'm, I'm actually we're in minnesota i live in north dakota uh, I think I might just watch some episodes on the way back home when I'm not driving. Like, that's how entertaining this show was for me. The Deadpool of... This is basically DC's answer oh, to Deadpool. It is. And, and it's not... There's no fourth wall jokes or stuff like that, but as far as just ridiculously vulgar character, um, fit perfectly on HBO, but... <laughs> like, this is the... That's the site you do a show like this. Um, yeah. This was absolutely great. Um, I can't recommend it. I mean... If you didn't like the Suicide Squad and you already hated Peacemaker, I don't know if this is going to – it might. I don't know why you wouldn't like the – if you like the weird – I mean, the plot of this is probably about as insane as the Suicide Squad. It's of just out there. <laughs> Project we'll Starfish and, or Project Butterfly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's not – like when you hear about the butterflies, you don't know what it's about and they kind of slowly give it to you. Um, but eight episodes, well-paced. I never felt disappointed in an episode that it wasn't getting to a point you need to get to. I think some stood out more than others, but I don't think there was one that I would say was under an eight out of ten for me. I don't, I think every one of them is rewatchable in some way.
1: Well, I think this it lost a little steam towards the end for me. Where the first few episodes, I was like, "You got to be kidding me! I can't believe it's this good." And then, like at the end, I wasn't disappointed, but I'm like, "It's not like I know you had said that like the second to last episode maybe wasn't your favorite. It didn't it." Wasn't progressing as some of the other ones were, and I felt like the last one we just finished it today um, was kind of along the same lines. Where I'm like, I'm not mad. I saw it. it wasn't a bad episode. It wasn't one of the ones I'm like, oh my gosh, like you need to see this episode. This blows your mind. It was like, okay, it's good. They ended it okay, but they didn't like end on their highest note. I didn't feel like.
0: I think they ended it good. I don't I think oh, I wouldn't put okay at the end of this. I think this ended okay. I, I mean, I I think uh, everything. I, I don't want to say okay. Way.
1: They ended. Strong, but not on their high note. Yeah, I think
0: this. this I think the worst of the show, it can be considered good, and the best can be considered great. Um, it doesn't dip yeah. below good for me. Like I said, but the 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 penultimate episode before the finale. um I hope I used that word right. I think I did. <laughs> um, he looks
1: so, one up in the dictionary every yeah, day. I have a
0: thesaurus and dictionary next to me all the time. Try to sound smart. Um, I think they did. I that's kind of what those episodes are. They set the tone. They set the stakes. And they kind of have the final like character motivations for why they wear that. So I didn't hate the episode. It just wasn't the one where I was dying laughing. Because this show will make you die laughing if if this is your type of humor. <laughs> because this was – I was literally – like usually when I'm by myself for some reason, usually I'm not laughing out loud. I'm laughing on the inside. I'm enjoying every minute of it. But I'm not one of those laugh-by-yourself types of guys. This show, absolutely, just watch it and be like, oh my – like you're just laughing out loud by yourself. And I love movies and shows that can do that because it shows – that not only is it really, really funny that it actually gets an emotion out of me where there's not a social gathering, like, not that I'm an emotionless robot or, uh, you know, a chameleon, but it's just, you know, I'm just not one of those people. I don't know if you are that... Loves yeah,
1: himself. no, I I get what you mean about laughing by yourself. It's kind of weird, like, when you do laugh by yourself and look around, you're like, oh, I'm just laughing by myself.
0: Yeah, like, if I'm watching a movie I'm like, or, like, I watch a YouTube video at work and suddenly I start laughing I have my AirPods in, and you kind of like, what the... <laughs> like, what's he laughing at? It's like, And then you got to explain it, and it just takes time out of your day. Uh, so um this was um we'll get into some of the plot details on this here but this is 100% recommend for me if you've seen the suicide squad and you wanted i didn't know i needed more peacemaker that's the funny thing of all the characters they decided, could you think that idris elba's character they could have gone into um they couldn't really go into polka dot man <laughs> but that no. would have been i mean james glenn probably could have pulled it off i mean i, I have no doubt he would have found a way to make that work um, But they took Peacemaker, and I don't know anything about the backstory of Peacemaker as far as DC. Like, some superheroes I have knowledge of, I have no idea who this guy was.
1: I don't think any, I mean, I shouldn't say
0: that. There's well, the were comics. There is th- comics. There's out
1: some there. nerd somewhere that's like, oh, I knew the whole time Peacemaker would have been a good I've been show. saying
0: I wanted this show for 20 years, no one believed me. <laughs> But well, James he, Gunn wasn't there, man. Your work. average American knows nothing about Peacemaker. Yeah, it, even if you have like, you know the main characters and some villains and oh, like, main yeah, comic yeah. book, you know, mainstream ones. But this was completely obscure. But James Gunn proved once again that he is the great guy to put into his, the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Suicide Squad, Peacemaker. These obscure characters have no right to be as good as they are because people aren't even emotionally. Because you always have that nerd fandom, right? You always have that base. But this is like, you knew nothing about him, but it's like, give me, like, now that it's approved for season two, I'm like, hell yeah, give me, my, I want, I have no idea I wanted this. I had no idea, even after Suicide Squad, I wasn't pounding my, my, my knee saying, give us Peacemaker. <laughs> like, I was cool, I was, I loved him in this movie, but I was like, ah, when you hear about it, it's like, ah, they, they're really gonna be able to pull this show out. but you see James Gunn's attached to it, so you gotta watch it.
1: Well, you- there definitely is that danger that, are you gonna be like the Joey Tribbiani show? where you're like, oh, we're just going to branch out for friends. It's going to be great because we're just going to center it it around this character. It's like there's definitely the potential for that. But, yeah, I would kind of get, like, all the way back to, like, the first episode. I was very impressed with the setup as far as they brought the people from the Suicide Squad, like, not just Peacemaker, but um, the people that hit Amanda Waller on the head with the golf club. Like I thought I'm like, oh, that's cool, like you actually took those people that were in the movie that probably had like minor parts, and now you built your whole peacemaker show around them mm-hmm. where like sometimes you get like, Oh, this clearly wasn't planned to have a offshoot show where you're just gonna bring all new characters I'm like, no, these are actually in the movie like it makes sense with the
0: suicide squad. they were amanda wallers, mm-hmm. like uh office gurus oh, absolutely, and every it doesn't feel like and especially because the team is so small, um I don't feel like there's really any minor characters in this. Where, like, they didn't need them. Like, I think everyone had a point and purpose. And, like, some had more. We talked about this on the way when we were done with dinner. But some have more of a character arc, but I don't think a lot of them really needed to. You kind of got their motivations. You don't need to dive into anyone, everyone. But there's some twists in here. Um, a couple cliffhangers in the episode, one in particular, I think it's season or episode three, uh, when you kind of have no idea. What, and you're excited every week to see this. And I have, I, this is, this is like, and just in comparison, I know we're not talking about the book of Bubba Fett yet because you haven't finished it. But, like, going back to that one, because I was watching these, these were coming out, like, one was coming on Wednesday, one was coming out on Thursday, and I was watching them weekly. Obviously, we looking forward to Peacemaker way more. But you can tell that The Book of Bubba Fett, I felt like, when I'm done with I finished it, I'm done with it, it was so disjointed. And they didn't have enough, like, they didn't have a... I feel like they kind of made it up as they went. And I hated it with that. This one... James Gunn had an idea from start to finish, and you feel the entire time he knew exactly what he wanted to do with it, and and that's why like just watching those, and they, they have nothing to do with each other at all, completely different universes, but why that one disappointment? I this one's like you took this obscure idea, one of them had one, like, you took Peacemaker and made it concurrent and awesomely like you had a complete start and start to end plan, and you like Book of Boba Fett's like we're just gonna make a Boba Fett show and we don't really know, and that was a character that's established. This one had no one going for it. It's like it shows how much it's important when you have a show. Don't have a bunch of filler bullshit. Don't do any of this other stuff. Like You need a plan. And James Gunn just executed it brilliantly. And stand out for me. And I, I loved John C- Like, I like John Cena. I thought he's funny. I thought he's a good dude. He seems awesome. This show has made me, like, I want to see him in more stuff. Like, I'm adding, like, this guy could pull off, because he pulled off dumb, ignorant, like, when he talks about Google. And he's like, well, you can't put stuff on Google. But he sells it so well. Like, it's, he made it, this character his own and but there were some really dramatic parts in this too, and somehow James Gunn can mix these crazy ideas and bring drama that you believe. And John Cena absolutely stole the show in this as Peacemaker. I absolutely love him. Like I said, I think I compare it I don't know anything about Peacemaker. I knew stuff about Deadpool. But this is like Ryan Reynolds like was perfectly classed as Deadpool. John Cena was made to play this character. Oh, Yeah, this is like he stole it so well. There's sometimes
1: and, where people have to act, and there's sometimes when like actors are just they person. were made they were
0: they were born to play a role <laughs> this was his role like this this is a standout like oh absolutely and, and cuz I was thinking I'm like who else could have played it like that and you think of actors I'm like
1: nobody I'm like I
0: can't think of anybody like I'm like he played it so well it's like I he's now established himself as the peacemaker and I can't see anyone else playing that role like he's jacked like he just he just portrays that character, the stupid giant who actually has a heart of gold, kind of. And He's trying to do the right thing, but he's so dumb. But then you get a backstory of how he was raised, and a lot of what he was, and when you get and they fill you in with flashbacks, as most shows do, and you kind of get to know, and you kind of understand why this guy is the way he is, and why he's like his his motto is I I love peace, and I'll kill as many women and children to get it. <laughs> like it's an insane thing, but you kind of like when you see his dad because you meet him in the show and how crazy he was. It's like okay, I could see this Like, this guy actually ended up pretty on the right side when he could have been an absolute nut job. <laughs> well, and that's the funny thing about James
1: Gunn is, you know, he, he probably has this plan, like, the whole time, but, like, how you're introduced to the character is, like, the commercials for Suicide Squad, that was one of the things they say. Like, you don't even know who Peacemaker is, but, yeah, I'll kill as many men and women and children as it takes so I can have peace. And you're like, oh, ha-ha. And then it's like, you find out that James Gunn was like, hey, I wonder what it would take to get a guy... to get to that point and i'm just gonna make a whole show about it yeah
0: and like you can tell like i said i don't know how long this was in development like they wanted to see how the suicide squad went but like i said james gunn clearly had an idea with this character and he's like we're doing this and like trust me it's gonna work and again he pulls off like i said guardians of the galaxy way back when that came out i had zero faith pleasantly amazingly surprised by that now there's a third one finally coming out with him but it's like now with peacemaker like he right now i have no doubt in that man if james Gunn is attached to a project like this i will go see it period like even if it looks stupid because he just can do that and he can take these obscure things he has just brilliant vision he's like this is how we're gonna do it we're gonna be crazy but we're gonna have drama we're gonna have weight to it
1: and we're gonna have a great soundtrack
0: yeah again <laughs> i mean we were literally like there's probably four songs specifically at during these episodes that i looked them up and had been listening to them um they, they, he does a great... He's he's almost like the Quentin Tarantino of music with Guardians of the Galaxy, how he can put these songs in there and just really add to the atmosphere. I love what he does with it. And he, like I said, Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, and now this. Um, he really just knows how to put music into movies. And I said, one that I think that always has good soundtracks is Tarantino, and this is like, probably just as equal as far as getting these songs and have them really add to the scene that they're playing in.
1: And a lot of these aren't even... Same thing with Guardians of the Galaxy. They're not like really i don't want to say they're like totally obscure songs but they're not household songs that you're like oh you just pick don't stop believing and put it in the movie at,
0: like a point. no they're, like, they're not stock yeah they're like, not the songs like hey we're having a vietnam film you know when you <laughs> see like those war films they have these certain songs that seem to be in every one of them he takes these songs that like this but there was a remix of uh pumped up kicks at night since like i work out to it all the time now like that was like oh you kind of recognize the song i'm like wow this is so cool oh, they did the remix of this song and um no he, his music adds to it The actors sell – every single actor I think does a great job, good to great job. I don't – even like the characters, the nerdy characters, they give them more depth and they have their emotional moments – Besides and, Vigilante. But he's not supposed... That's the good thing about Vigilante is, like, as you learn about him, you just realize he's just this sociopath who has no emotions or feelings, Dude. but even he sells that so well that you totally buy it, and, he, and he's just this out-there guy with basically Asperger's just saying whatever he wants, and, like, having no social skills at all, and just, whatever, I'm Vigilante. And his name is Vigilante. I mean, that just describes the character. He didn't think of something clever. He's like, I'm a Vigilante. That's what I am.
1: Dude. He did have some of the best moments. Oh, 100%. Show,
0: he was a great side, sidekick to Peacemaker. 100%. Okay, so favorite song from, from the soundtrack? Um, that's going to have to... I got to look up the song that was in the beginning of this last episode. When they're in the van and they're like, <laughs> stick it in your booty. <laughs> I, that sounds really a country, but I'm, I'm sitting there. Th- th- that was such a great song. Um, so that one's definitely up there because that was just absolutely hilarious. But um, the Pump Up Kicks one and Monsters for me. Oh, yeah, the monster song. The one up. at the end was like so perfect for that scene at the end of that episode. Um, but, yeah, those are probably the three that I'm like. And, again, there's not like a bad song in the bunch. I found uh, in the How about Do You Want to Taste It? Well, the intro. <laughs> this is the only show. And I think Cole and I were on the same page. I did not skip the intro to the show one time. Teresa made me skip it once. Well, you wouldn't have, though. <laughs> no. I, oh, the what? Seven episodes or eight? Eight. Uh, eight episodes. I did not skip this intro one time. I can never say that about any <laughs> other show. No matter how much I like the intro, um, one comes to mind Daredevil, the cool imagery and stuff. But after like three episodes, I'm like, okay, skip. Um, I did not skip it. It's an insane intro, and it's just fun to watch every single time. <laughs> But obviously, I forgot about that one, and we listened to it literally, what, five times in a row on the way to dinner tonight? <laughs> we did. The girls uh, picked a song, and they were talking, and they put it on repeat, and we didn't have them change it. <laughs> if that doesn't show you how, are you okay with just, li- we had like a 15-minute drive, and I would have been okay listening to that whole song for 15 minutes. Um, no, that, ah, that's, they're just all so good. And like, literally, if there was, a, if, if buying soundtracks is still a thing, I'd probably just buy this whole one. Because <laughs> I used to buy soundtracks, and like, this was one, I'm like, I'll buy it. I'm like, I'd yeah. buy that in a heartbeat and just play it. Um is there anything we can think of... I mean, because obviously we're giving the show all the love. Nothing's perfect. Um, I'm trying to think of some actual negatives in the show. Um, and nothing really sticks out to me. I mean, when I re-watch it again, I'm probably going to have more things that kind of stick out. Um, one of the big ones... There was something with the ending I didn't really understand the motivation for one of the for one of the, um, people that survived. Goff. For Goff. Um, it kind of seemed weird because that's not... you. Used- but again, it felt different too at the same time and... The way they had that interaction, you kind of think like, okay, I get that, but why would you not? I didn't get that motivation as much, and maybe they'll talk about it in season two. I don't know.
1: Oh, like why he was, like, he was just – Well, we will getting
0: into spoiler. I don't think we got into that, so we'll talk. This will be the spoiler thing before we read it. But So if you haven't seen it, please go watch it. Don't let it ruin you. Goth is the head of – this going to sound crazy just explaining this – of an invasion of these insects that take over people's brains. <laughs> Yeah. The premise of this, you write this on paper. I don't know how James Gunn sells anything. Because you imagine the HBO, but like you you're on drugs, go home. Um But so the leader of the alien invasion, they thwart it. Um the butterfly gets out and it's an insect and gets and it gets out of the dead host and lives, and at the end of it, John Cena sits down with Eagle. By the way, a sidekick eagle. (laughs) Which is
1: just so perfect. I'm
0: like, eagle is a great kid. The eagle has a freaking personality and you buy it. It's amazing. Eddie named him eagle. And like, now I want to pet bald eagle. It's completely (laughs) illegal, but I might risk it. Um, I had a, like, so basically the species is dying off and it's going to, so basically the butterfly accepts a fate. The food source is what today's story, which is why they can't survive on the planet anymore. Um, He feeds them it and then the butterfly just sits down and eats it and doesn't do anything. Where if I was Goff, you think they'd be kind of like, if I'm going to go out, I'm taking – I guess that wasn't – I mean, when you think about it, it wasn't really – Goff kind of said when they kind of bring up the motivation that that's not what they were trying to do. They were trying to do something right but in the wrong way. Yeah. Um, because of what happened to their planet, they were trying to prevent – prevent. basically, it's one of those classic where humans can't make good decisions. We're going to overtake it. But they kill their host and they take them over. Um, and so obviously, it's not the – we don't want to send the message. That's the right thing we want to do is to have overlords. Um so maybe Goss just accepted the fact that hey I'm done and I don't want to actually kill a bunch of humans and so I'm just gonna have a and have that moment of peacemaker. It just felt odd to me that's how the route they went with the ending. I think that's the thing that kinda sticked out stuck out at least most recently for me, what I had issues with.
1: Yeah, I just love at the end when the Justice League actually showed up.
0: Oh, that's so great. <laughs> You have Aquaman saying the F word. <laughs> but, I mean, it was, I mean, it, and again, it sounds weird. Like, you literally have Superman, Aquaman, Flash, and Wonder Woman. Yeah. And, um, they're all in shadows. You really can't see their faces. But, obviously, Superman's in a cape and flying. And you have a guy that speeds over there. You kind of can put the characters together. And basically, he's just like, you're late, you dickheads, after this whole finale went down.
1: Wasn't that actually, uh, Aquaman? Oh, no, was there was there's... four.
0: No, but wasn't that the character? Like, the
1: actor? Uh, yeah, that
0: was Jason Momoa. yeah. Yeah, so, no, the, but so, they, then, no. But Barry Allen was, they had the same Barry Allen, Yeah, too. but
1: they didn't have, like, Well, Superman. Well, Henry
0: Cavill, they don't have a contract with them, I don't think, so I don't think they could have, but they just had the shadowy figure, so they could do that, and they didn't have the other two talk, which is fine, um, but that was a funny as hell scene, and so perfect for this tone, um, but, like, again, Peacemaker and these characters aren't, in the DC universe, they're not, like, super-powered beings, so, I mean... You know this thing with the stakes were high, and the, you felt like this could really go south for them really easily. Um, but again, I'm trying to think of more negative things. I'm just like, or as far as like plot holes or something, I just didn't really understand motivational wise. And I'm struggling trying to think of anything. I know, I said we're all high off the finale, and we've watched this over eight weeks, two months, so it's hard. You can maybe go back, um, but I can't think of anything. And that's usually good if you can't think of something that really bothered you about a show because generally if something really bothered me i could carry that to the end of the season and say hey i had a problem with this um
1: yeah and i mean we had talked a little bit too about like how myrn went out and the dad went out in the like episode before oh the yeah finale. thank
0: you for bringing that one up you
1: because- know that maybe it was one of those things with his dad where you weren't sure exactly how it was gonna go but he and his dad actually had a pretty good dynamic where i didn't hate it but i didn't love how his dad went out like it seemed to make sense that he was going to be the one that was going to have to kill his dad, and his dad was trying to kill him. Like, it it made sense, but, like, it well, kind of left half. You mo-
0: it took half an episode. And, it, and they built it up so much longer than that in the previous episodes.
1: And it you kind of felt like you, you could have gotten more out of that. Again... It, we'll w- make, it a whole epi-
0: make a whole episode yeah. based on that. that. And they kind of did that. But, again, like, when you, when they finally... Cause they, at the end of one episode, it gets like, I'm going to go kill my son. And he's this crazy racist white supremacist... Um, and so like, obviously you knew that that's where it was headed. Um, but again, I don't think that it was, they kind of, it wasn't shoehorned, but done too quick for what they set up.
1: Well, especially when, yeah, like he's having like this trauma from his dad throughout his whole life and like stuff keeps like coming back and it's like, everybody's telling him like, it's clear that he's holding you back vigilante tries to go into prison which was one of my favorite parts of this entire show is when vigilante yeah. chucks a garbage can <laughs> through a door in front of a bunch of cops and gets put in prison and then like it's
0: like, like slow. He just <laughs> you can barely like lift it he like bangs against the window and he's like arrest me when he could probably just punch the cop instead this dude just <laughs> drags this garbage can and the police are like staring i'm like like what the hell is this guy doing and just like bang and but, he's like all right get up <laughs> that entire vigilante prison thing i'm like I wasn't sure, like, I
1: liked the character, but I wasn't sure how I felt about him, like, because he was kind of, like, introduced later, where that part was just, like, okay, I'm totally on board with Vigilante now. Um, But a lot of times you get, like, where the heroes, like, say, like, getting beat up or, like, he gets broken down a lot more before he, like, pulls it, where this was, like, a fight on a street and he got the drop on his dad and then shot his dad in the head, where you didn't have, like, that whole weight of, like, All this trauma, and then they did something that I actually—it's not like it ruined the show, but I do hate when TV characters, and it seems like they do it in TV shows way more than any other show, when they see visions of people they killed.
0: Oh, I was just about to see—I was going to bring that up because that just reminded me—that was—I that was so not necessary. The one thing I could say that why I didn't hate it when his ghost dad shows up in the last episode was just random. Was the dialogue was funny as hell, well, and yeah. so that's why it's like you almost forgive it because it was like okay, but then he showed up <laughs> again like, at the yeah. End. I wasn't going to shoot you. I know blow darts are yeah. real. <laughs> like he's arguing with his dad and talking to himself, and that's the point. Like yeah, like when I, when you brought up the dad thing, I'm like oh yeah, there was something I should have a problem with, but because the dialogue between him and his ghost dad is so freaking funny that it's like I don't even care they put it in there. Like I can forgive it because it was entertaining to but- see. It wasn't a cliche thing well it started off as that but then their dialogue is so unique to like a ghost a ghost of a person you killed haunting you <laughs> to me, you have to be very careful with that because that
1: is so overused in TV shows. All like, the time. I can't think of how many TV shows you kill someone and, and then, they then they're just, constantly haunting you. They're them. just constantly haunting you, which you don't do in a movie because you're not going to waste that much time on your movie on something. Well, like they do that. a huge
0: thing. I mean, that's a huge thing. and They do in video games too, like Arkham Knight when they bring back the Joker because they killed him in Arkham City. Spoiler alert, sorry if you guys haven't played those games. But he's constantly <laughs> around Batman the entire time and he was already killed, and it's like, okay, okay, I get what you're doing. It didn't ruin the game or anything, but it's like, stop that because that's not how we don't have to do this all the time but again that i don't think you need to bring him back at the end on the porch scene that just seemed unnecessary and he didn't say a word there was nothing exchanged he just sat there like i guess he was imagining a peaceful beer with his dad i guess but again you already it was unnecessary but yeah nothing's perfect and again none of these take away from how awesome this show is like i said the ghost dad thing would have pissed me off if he just kept showing up and haunting him but then he's just like, and that's what I'm. W- I'm gonna shoot you, like whatever you bought, like you ugly dickhead or whatever. Like, and just the way he sells that, it's like, okay, well, that was entertaining, and I'd be mad if they took it out now. <laughs> now that I know they had it, I don't want them to take it out.
1: Well, they are gonna have a season two, and that would be the one thing that I'm like, please don't do it. Please don't bring him up throughout the whole thing. Like, I get you probably have to bring him up a little bit because he's like having visions of him, but does move I would on. say I have
0: more dream sequences of like something. I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping, but again, don't make that a crutch of the show and his character because I don't want to see that. I don't think... I think you, you settled this, and that was part of his character arc. Is like, you know, everyone wants the approval of their dad. Cliched, yes, but this one was... This guy was a horrible human being, but he always just wanted to make his dad proud because, you know, after what he did, after he killed his brother by accident, he always felt... He's in that classic, like, I killed his son, my brother, and so he always felt like he owed him. So there was a reason why he was still wanting his dad's approval despite the fact he was a horrible person. And he recognized that, that he had terrible beliefs. He was a white supremacist, he was a racist, but he always felt like he needed to make him proud because of what he did to his other son.
1: Which they alluded to the fact that he killed his brother for like a couple episodes before they actually showed it. That's another thing that I'm like I didn't love. Like it it was it was fine and it served the purpose, but I'm like, it was such a weird way to kill your brother.
0: Like well it was accidental but I mean
1: But I mean it's like not there, impossible, there's not. other like accidental ways to kill your brother where like I watched it, I'm like What I I don't know if it was like the kid just had like a weird Medical syndrome, or like why well, you could die have from seizure. That. Who
0: knows? I mean,
1: yeah, he, I'm like to me, it just like seemed like a weird thing, especially to feel
0: that much guilt over. Where like, but again, and that's what he had to learn from because his dad, when you see the flashbacks, puts them in the fighting pit to fight each other. Yeah. So he always had guilt because his dad blamed him, and he had to get across like this was your fault. You killed him because of what you did to us, and that was part of his growth. Again, have we seen it before? Yeah, but I'm like you can do cliche. There's a reason why the cliches exist. If you find a new show and a new atmosphere to put them around, they don't feel used up and i don't yeah. feel this was something that was used up because again have like making your dad proud or feeling guilt every, all these characters from all over the all over time and space have felt that um so you relate to that but the situation where like you know he still wanted his dad's approval like when they first meet and he just like hey like i did this and he tried to like kind of morph himself into what his dad wanted said, like yeah, i did this and make him laugh like because he always felt the guilt because his dad made him feel that when you're a kid like that you always feel that so despite the fact his dad was a horrible person and, and absolutely he was horrid he always felt like he had to make him proud because he always felt guilty for doing the, giving the punch that killed his brother and i think it was served well in the story and again um i don't i forget the actor's name that played um his dad i don't remember either but um he's great yeah i'm um, selling his racist white supremacist self like he really sells it <laughs> and it's again like another just kind of character that like hey this was greatly done and served the purpose perfectly for what you're trying to do so um there's some cliches in this as there always is and especially su- comic book films it's almost like seen all the time but it shows that despite the fact that the superhero genre market is now really oversaturated when you think about it you can still give us new, unique, good shows that are absolutely fantastic even though we're this far into su- like I mean the Avengers well, came out in 2012 I mean we're 10 we're <laughs> we we're, we're years and years into the superhero genre and you keep thinking it's going to go stale and If they can keep pulling stuff out of this, like, the multiverse of madness, that's a whole new premise.
1: But Um, I do think, because Marvel specifically has oversaturated so much, like, people want to see new, like, it doesn't have to, the fact that it's a superhero show isn't a problem. The problem is that Marvel has this great formula that they stick to, and it works. Sometimes. They've gone. In general, but. Movies like uh, I forget the name, the, the Ten Rings movie, Shanghai and the the Ten Rings,
0: Shanghai. <laughs> yeah, old <laughs> Shanghai. Uh no, Shang Chi and the but Ten that Rings, was which like, I
1: actually really liked. I liked it, but it was a very generic movie. Did but see, it added martial arts,
0: arts into a mix and like that bussy. They have these set pieces that are really good. Was it my okay. favorite? No. But my
1: point kind of... about it was like shows that are really like I'm liking and really get me involved are shows like peacemaker suicide squad's a movie but um the boys these Mm -hmm. darker reality because it's like okay like if you're gonna show me the same fluff where everything works out great in the end and like i know how the movie ends before it even starts basically versus a show like this where like episode one to now you would have no idea if you guess that when you see John Cena in the hospital recovering from his clavicle wound, where he's like, oh man, the x ray doesn't show my muscle tone well enough. Like, you go from there to like, oh, we are killing a monstrous alien in the basement of a barn with a turbo helmet that says activate human torpedo by killing butterflies that control people. I'm like, they weren't just
0: really <laughs> butterflies. They looked like a little more like mosquitoes. I never got that. <laughs> I
1: was saying, like, there's no way that you jump to that conclusion when you start to
0: the movie oh you almost think that because of the peacemaker is not like a superpower being you're not going to see such a crazy plot but the suicide squad did it with the starfish
1: and it worked and so i mean or and the boys too where it's like you start watching the show and it seems like kind of like this oh there's like superheroes whatever and it's like by the time you're at the end of season one, there's, like, no way you could have predicted that you would end there.
0: No, it takes you on a new journey, and I think when you, when you have so many superhero shows out, it's important. And that's why I said, like, Marvel has stuck to their formula, but they have given us stuff like Doctor Strange. And now I'm really looking forward to the sequel. Um, they've given us stuff that kind of really... Cause when you, we got to think about where it started with Iron Man. Pretty grounded. And look where we got to now. And, and that's how they keep it fresh. They keep, they keep kind of leveling up and saying, okay, we've taken that, and now we're going to go even crazier with it. We're going to go, you know... You, they give us Thor three, um, like Doctor Strange st- stuff. You think by the time we get to that point, okay, we're gonna be done with it, and you think the MCU is gonna die, but they keep finding ways with these characters to, ha- yeah, they kind of have a preconceived idea of what they're doing, but they still can give us great films that feel fresh. And see,
1: yeah, I guess to me, there's are starting to not feel fresh as far as the, especially the origin. You got be you gotta be careful. MCU me, Spider Man No Way Home. Yeah, but that wasn't. A- that was a little different, and that's what I appreciated about it was it was such a good tying together of all three Spider-Man um, franchises where...
0: Which we would never seen ever. in live. They can say that we never seen Avengers, we've never seen any of that, but this was ridiculous. Like Into the Spider-Verse, an animated film where that kind of stuff makes sense, to be able to pull that off on, a, I would say, almost a smaller scale because there wasn't that much Spider-Man and craziness. But to have it make sense and to get, do everyone justice, like I said, they can still pull this kind of stuff off. But so. besides
1: Spider Man and Guardians of the Galaxy, to me, there's a lot more. No, there's a lot more. There's formula. a lot more compelling, compelling superhero sto- hero stories out there. And like this, well, it shows this if, is you one can, of them. if
0: you can, if you can, you should. I th- and that's the point. I think you should find these obscure characters, like to find the right director that has a vision with them. Obviously, James Gunn <laughs> for all of them. But like you, it shows that you don't need someone – you don't need a Spider-Man. You don't need a Batman. You don't need a Superman to sell t- to like sell this idea to the public. You can take an obscure character and if you can stay – if they have a like – I'm sure some of these obscure characters I've never even heard about have good storylines out there that are just waiting to be made in the film. And so that makes it feel fresh because Peacemaker, whether it be some cliches or not, this is a whole new character. We were learning about him for the first time. And so it, you feel like you're going on this journey, but you have no idea what's happening. You have no idea how far they're going to go with it.
1: And you feel like this actually sets up way more in the non-existent DC. I U- think DC.
0: I think after the Snyder Cut, because I watched, I really liked it. Um, um, yeah, it's a four hours, but it's still worth it. Um, but now, but now you have the peace, peacemaker. They had Shazam. You shouldn't kill it. There's, <laughs> you can like. This is salvageable. You've you showed us with some of these characters, like Shazam should have been insane, should not have been as good as it was. Like you have these opportunities and you've shown us, hey, there's still something here. I haven't seen Wonder Woman 84. I have HBO Max at some point. I'm going to watch it. Probably Actually, that's what I'll probably watch tomorrow. the White House.
1: Maybe I'll finish it, but I was not impressed with I I not watched the point. first half an hour, but um, I had so
0: many ne- like, oh, it's so, and I really liked the first one. So it was like, I wasn't excited to go to the theater and watch it when I could, when I heard about it. And But I am going to give it, I'm going to have HBO, so there's no reason why if I have some time to kill, I can't watch it, so. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, I think, you know, with how, what they set up with Amanda Waller, where her daughter came out at the end of this show, um, saying like, oh yeah, she's doing all this illegal stuff, like, they set up a lot of cool stuff within the, like, DC Extended Universe, where I'm like, oh
0: man, like, why couldn't any other DC movie or show Did you kind of predict, though, that it was Amanda Waller's daughter? Because I sure did. I had a really strong feeling because I honestly didn't really care no because about she the
1: character f- right away where I was like it didn't even really like occur to me yes or no I was just like I didn't
0: no because really the even reason why attention I th- to her the reason why I thought that is because she felt so out of place with the other characters like had used it. she kind of just was kind of crammed in there so I had a feeling that a well obviously Amanda Waller you know, we, if you know anything about her she always has a reason for what she's doing she always has a backup plan in case it goes bad. And so I was like, okay, she does to be there. I'm like, I will bet you. That was the one thing that Twisted, that I, kind of, I really saw coming and wasn't shocked by. Which, whatever, it's fine. But I was like, I'm pretty sure the only reason why he's here is to serve Amanda Waller. And why would Amanda Waller send someone that doesn't seem to have a lot of skills? Yeah, blood. see,
1: I... I saw that coming. I didn't see that coming. I saw it coming that she would be the one that would be like Amanda Waller's, like, in when they're like, oh, I bet yeah, somebody's but the It's
0: like, okay, it's clearly her. And it's not because they're both black. That's not why I thought that. <laughs> I just It just felt like she was the really the oddball out that didn't really have an exact thing. So obviously you thought Amanda Waller's in there. But again, Amanda Waller usually doesn't put... Because she was so... Like, everyone was like, why are you here? And I'm like, okay, well, why would Amanda Waller say someone so underqualified? I'm like, blood. And so I put that together. So when that was revealed, it was not a shock to me. But it's okay because there's a bunch of other twists and turns that this show takes you on. That's not a like, oh, man. Because I usually if I predict a twist like that and, and, like, the show's, like, the ending or whatever is based off that. Like, Shutter Island is the perfect example. I predicted the ending. It's a two-and-a-half-hour-long movie. I was 45 minutes in, and I figured out the ending. That pissed me off because then I went on this journey that I was right, and you didn't shock me. And that's supposed to be a thriller that shocks you. This is kind of like a side thing, like, hey, by the way, and I didn't feel like, oh, man, I was Right? Like, that's not – They didn't well, do anything like that and
1: the, for me. I feel like they did a good job of giving you little twists and turns throughout
0: that – It keeps you – I was excited every week at the end of every episode. Oh, yeah. but I like, couldn't
1: wait to see you that. You find out, oh, she's working for Waller. Then you find out she's her daughter. You find out that Murn is a butterfly. Like, there's all these different things that you're slowly, like, let in on. And in the grand scheme of things, they're not that important. But, like, how they set it up is, like, really good. that makes sense where it's not like the end all be all the plot twists, but when you're getting these little bits little bits and then at the end like oh wow like this whole show just kind of makes sense now you
0: also forget this this actually they give you a really good um like kind of health information that you should do facial exercises yeah like, those are important. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's how you get... To... <laughs> like, the stupid stuff like that when these cars. like, go not do a face exercise. He's like, oh. He's like, why would you be doing them right now? Oh, I guess it makes sense you have such a good... You have such a good facial structure. <laughs> like, stupid ideas that, like, dialogue and just, like... It just sells it. <laughs> I, I mean, we could go... T- I could literally talk episode by episode. But this is... I mean, it's... A, this has got to be the most... I mean, I know this technically came out in 2021. Um, Correct? It didn't come out until... It came out in December, didn't it?
1: Uh, i couldn't tell you for well sure. it's eight
0: weeks so whatever that is um yep. so even if it didn't I, I would say this is the most shocking film or show as far as expectation to where it ended for me um in 2021 oh um i think it's a, this was like a boys the boys for me when i first saw it like this is the most shocking coolest thing ever this is literally up there if this if i'm right um 2021 when this started um it's a, It was the most pleasantly surprising thing I've seen all.
1: Well, year. Yeah, because when I heard the show was coming out, I'm like, "Oh, well, like that's got to be fun to like have a show about that character." Aren't you
0: you're- glad I kept a <laughs> <laughs> Yes,
1: but to actually pull it off and have it actually be better than I thought it ever could be, like I was like, "Oh, like you're probably gonna have some funny moments like you did in the movie," but then I'm like, "No, this
0: show was actually well, hilarious." Well, I had, I had a pretty low bar set for it because I didn't... As much as I loved him in the Suicide Card, like you said, the Joey Tribbiani thing, just because you like a character in a show, if you don't have a... If they're the main vocal point, that can fall flat on his face. And this character seemed ripe for, oh, his jokes are going to get old, the dialogue is going to get stale, and it's not going to... Um, it's not going to work. But what I do love about these streaming shows, not that many episodes. There's... Yeah. N- like, they really can tell a story from start to finish, and you go back to shows like Arrow, which I liked... They're 23, 45-minute episodes. And, like, I've tried to watch those again. I skipped episodes because there's so much in there. These are shows that you can feel like, oh, yeah, you know what? There's not really a good show I'm watching out, and I'm just going to go back and watch all the episodes over a period of a couple months, and I'm going to be cool with it. Um, well, I really I, like the low episode count. I think that makes these so much more. And I can't
1: so much more have a podcast without talking about, I forget his name even because his name is important. How are you supposed to talk about the, him? The bearded like? guy. D- beard. Die beard. Die beard. <laughs> Dyebeard. Dyebeard. Cutting, even he had an
0: emotional cutting moment. Cutting a
1: gorilla with a chainsaw.
0: <laughs> Never. Things I didn't know I needed. T- this is what this show gives. <laughs> like, well, like, again, these side-like nerdy characters actually have important stuff to do sometimes <laughs> in the show. And they step up and it's like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm like, I And they, like I said, I said it a thousand times. They sell it. I believe that this person probably would have done that in an extreme situation. Like, they do such a good... But, I mean, like, just even them with the... <laughs> When, when Dyebeard sets up the, the um, projection and <laughs> his, like, PowerPoint, and John sees ripping him a new one about it. He's like, this is stupid. You suck at this. And I'm not doing any justice to it, but the dialogue back and forth is so damn funny. And it it's, like, almost like they overcommit sometimes where you feel like, th- probably in most situations, the joke would go stale too early, like you didn't leave it. Like, the farting noises <laughs> at the beginning of this, where he's like, they don't want Adam bio to talk. He's like... <laughs> But they're just like selling this somehow. These fart noise joke. Cause they don't like. They don't want this person to talk to him. So they're just farting. And vigilante. Like first it's John C. And then vigilante's like, Haha, that's funny. And then he joins in. And then he gets mad that they ruined it because they're having. He was having <laughs> such a good time with it. They overcommit and somehow take these old things that shouldn't be that funny, go way past where they probably should do it. But somehow make it funnier as it goes on.
1: And I think yeah, the vigilante when he's doing his own stuff, he's funny, but so much of the time, like, him just not understanding how general human beings work makes things so much funnier. Exactly like that, where he, like, he hears John Cena doing the farting noise, so he just, like, jumps in, and
0: before you you know it, he gets carried away, and he's all sad about it. And then the moment actually gets serious, and then he gets mad that they (laughs) cut it off. He's like, you ruined a good moment we were having fun. And, like, if he... Like, he starts farting again during, like, when they're actually... When John Cena and Adebayo are talking... And um, and then he's like, no, we're done with it. He's like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> he's so mad about it. Um, I mean, we could literally, I mean, just like when they John Cena's smoking weed in the bed, Vigilante's like, I don't smoke that shit. He's like, this is bullshit. I would have killed you guys two years ago. Stupid, <laughs> like, stupid politics and laws. <laughs> like, he's like, like, that's how little his moral code is. If you break the law, he's going to kill you. <laughs> like, that's his end-all, be-all. Um, I would say, but would you want a show about Vigilante? That's you know, something I thought about. I'm like, maybe... Have like make it kind of more focused on vigilante. I'm like, I don't think I want you to go on a backstory. I don't need anything. The guy just, the guy is just kind of a a back story. Or he's a a psychopath, technically, but
1: yeah, he's perfect as a sidekick. You could do something about him, but you would have to be like, it would almost have to be like a Deadpool, where it like have to be kind of all over the place and almost aimless because that's like what he would be as a character if he wasn't taking along with someone. Yeah. And so, that's
0: like, right, I don't think I want that, I don't know, if James Gunn did it that
1: would
0: probably work, I don't know. You could probably do it, but like again, you, there's a lot of
1: ways you could go wrong there's only a few ways you could go right with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, James Gunn's on this hot streak with these obscure superhero characters, so I mean I don't know if he wants to roll those dice but if you want to keep Vig- Vigilante and John Cena had some of the best scenes together um, one, thing, one thing we haven't touched on, c- character chemistry is fantastic in this as well it really is. They play off each other. It looked like everyone was having a great time with the show, and I love it when. It must be great just to work under James Gunn. I'm sure the people just love doing these crazy stuff and just to, and selling it. But um, so his direction is amazing. But the character chemistry between everyone was really really good. Um, I can't think of like two people like yeah. no. like so. Again, I, I, think I think we've sung the praises. We've talked about a couple things, but, like, I'd have to really go back and I could probably nitpick some stuff. But when I really like something like this, I don't want to nitpick it. I don't want to try to poke. I'm not going to poke holes and whatever. Especially
1: when it's, like, you know, over eight episodes right there, things that you maybe didn't love or maybe weren't Or the second
0: best. viewing, maybe wish fast-forwarded a little bit. Not the intro. That's always going to be great. <laughs> when I watch it second time, I'm still not going to skip but it, I guarantee you. I don't think you can
1: really skip, really, any of this movie art of this show because the dialogue is like so crucial to it like there's really no point to me where i was like oh wow this is just really boring because the dialogue was great those were some of the funniest moments and then when they're not talking well then they're doing stuff like cutting up grills with chainsaws where it's like are you really gonna skip that part
0: yeah so yeah so when when stuff settles down because you can't obviously be action-packed the whole time it's so damn funny and the character chemistry is so good that even the, the slower seeds you don't want to skip. And that's a great thing to do. And like I said, Tarantino S because some of the best parts of the movie when things aren't happening and some like, crazy stuff, the dialogue back and forth is so engaging you just want to listen to it. Yeah. Like, and, yeah, I mean, I think we can, I think, so don't watch this show. It sucks. I think that's what we're trying to, I don't know if you guys got to, we were sarcastic the entire time. But we were supposed to warn them. we are supposed to be sarcastic. Oh, <laughs> you my sarcastic voice. Yeah. Um, no, this show is absolutely fantastic. I'm rating it right now. I'm and I feel comfortable with this uh nine and a half out of ten. I mean honestly, like I said, when you have a show like this from start to finish that I can you just said it. If you can't you have eight episodes and there's not one part I'm probably gonna fast forward or skip through during the entire show, that's impressive. And I think it deserves the praise it gets. Again, would I recommend to everyone? Would my fiance like it? No. But if this if anything we talked about seemed like up your alley, I would highly, highly recommend the show. And I think if you like Deadpool, I don't want to compare Deadpool with a different character, and I hate it when people compare stuff that are so different. But it is in that humor vein. It's
1: in that same genre. That, mm-hmm. that same
0: superhero humor, but yet still has weight to it. This is the DC's really good answer to a Deadpool type character, as far as just out there, obscene, kind of a level, kind of an idiot, kind of stupid, but like lovable at the same time. Um, this is their answer. This is a 9.5 out of 10 for me, and I feel completely comfortable giving it a almost perfect rate. In fact, when I think about it more, it's like I do it. nothing's perfect, so I can't, I can never give anything a 10, but it's just damn near perfect to me.
1: Yeah, I would probably say a 9 out of 10, and probably the only reason I don't rate it even higher than that is just because. I tend to like even I I like funny things. I like to watch it, but like I tend to like more intense things, like a uh, thriller type things are like my favorite type things. So I would normally end up bumping them up a little more, just because if something can make me think about it for a super long time, then it's probably. But there's some be...
0: really emotional scenes
1: in this. No, it, it is, but this one this isn't like, uh like say the boys. I would say I don't I don't remember how I rated the boys. Actually, we rated,
0: we rated them really high. I
1: forgot to go. But. Like, to me, The Boys, I prefer to this show by a little bit, just because it's more intense and more serious, but I love this show for what it is.
0: I mean, and that comes down to subjectivity. And exactly. Right. Um, like I said, this is the show that, although it has again, because it has weight to it, it's not just a comedy show, but I would still, like, this is something if I'm bored, and like I said, I have nothing better to do, I'll throw on an episode of Peacemaker, I don't even care where I start, I'm going to find some enjoyment somewhere in it. Like, I, this is something I could, I, I'll probably fall asleep to this show. And it is, it's not a, like, especially
1: like a show where you just, there's nothing sequential from one episode to the next. But it's not one that, yeah, that you couldn't jump into episode five. You could totally jump into episode five, enjoy the episode. Yeah, once you
0: watch them all the way through, you could walk in there there's something, there's funny parts of every single one of this. The character relations with each other, their dynamic, it's always good. And that's what I said. I, I have to give a high praise when I said like when I can really watch a show again and not feel like I have to skip through anything. And I want... In fact, not only will watch it again, want to watch it again very in the near future. Like, yeah. I want to watch new things too, but this is something like, I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to watch an episode of Peacemaker before I fall asleep.
1: Well, and it's something like, uh, say for instance, uh, we talked a lot about... Um, wow. The, the the Scarlet Witch TV show. What kind Wanda of it? WandaVision. Um, I loved a lot more than I did. I liked it, but I especially liked it after I watched it, where I'd be willing to go and watch it again, but there was never, I got done with it, and I wanted to restart it. This is like... See,
0: I would have skipped to, like, episode three or four if I was going to watch that But show. To be, this one, on like,
1: right away, I'm like, oh, like, actually, it would be kind of nice to watch it now if you could watch it all in a row and you didn't have to wait a week.
0: No, exactly, you could binge <laughs> it. and that's when like, if I have, like, you know, if I'm up and... You know, instead of playing video games or something, I'm like I'm just gonna start watching like four episodes of Peacemaker because I think I think watching from start to finish, I might even love the show a little bit more when I can actually just ev- instead of waiting week by week, I can literally just go right through it. I think I might appreciate it even more. I, I, I hope think I do. I hope it's not the opposite. Yeah,
1: no, I, I think I think it would be better because you're like in the zone, and that's part of like what made the show so good for me. Was like I was waiting each week and like really I was excited. I was excited like,
0: about it. I was we, mad when I didn't have the. Time this is the, the latest we
1: it. ever made it. Normally we made it till Thursday night, and we were we were watching it by that time. Yeah. Like this is this is Saturday, and this is the last oh, yeah, we the, ever the, went.
0: I think there was one reason I remember one I couldn't watch until Sunday, and I was pissed about it. I think I was out of town with Becca; something was going on, but I just I didn't find I couldn't have the time with the kids and stuff to to watch it. But I was really looking like I wanted to watch it, but I also wanted to make sure I didn't want distraction. That's another thing too when you have kids and like I was, I think Becca was out of town in Valley City. I had to watch the kids. And by the time the kids went to bed, I was kind of tired. But I wanted to be focused on the show. I wanted no distractions. Like, this wasn't a show like, oh, I'm going to pause and be like, hey, why are you guys fighting? Hey, stop fighting. Like, or or deal with a kid's situation. There's something like, they're asleep. I drugged them. (laughs) They're not waking Probably, probably drugged (laughs) them. Allegedly. No, I was like, I just want to make sure they're dead asleep and I can just watch this and and just, like, watch the whole thing from start to finish and have zero distractions. Um, I literally tried to watch one of these one time on Thursday night when I was working out. And I couldn't do it because I just wanted to sit down and watch it. <laughs> I was on the treadmill, and I was like, nope. I'm like, I can't do it. I'm not focused enough on this show. Um, so, yeah, high praise, fantastic show. Biggest surprise me in 2021. And if not, probably if it was in 2022 and I got the date wrong when it started. Biggest surprise 2022. Yeah, I'm like, I don't think anything's going to top it That's <laughs> as far as obscurity and as far as something that I didn't realize how much I was going to love this. Um, watch it. See it. Um, if you don't like if anything, of what we're talking about sounds... Not for you, then don't watch it. But for people like us, this was a perfect show for us. Um, that would be Bruiser Reviews signing off.